Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Robin Robinson Show. How you guys doing today? I hope you guys are doing wonderful. I really mean that. Well, I got my results back from my tests and I will tell you something, you guys. I was on pens and needles. I was so afraid this time. I kept thinking, God, please, please don't let it come back. Please don't let my cancer come back. This would have been the third time for me. And each time I agonize over it because I don't want to get chemotherapy again, you guys. It really did me in really bad. The radiation wasn't so bad, even though this last time I got it, it was pretty bad. But I'm so grateful and I'm walking on cloud nine. I'm serious, you guys. I am feeling so great. A little discomfort here and there. But other than that, I can't tell you how good it feels to have laid on that table. I felt so restricted with my arms tied down and I had to stay in one place for as long as it took for them to, to put that radioactive material through my body. And once they were finished, I agonized again over waiting. Now, it's, it's not bad enough, you guys, that you have to take the scan and make sure, you know, your cancer didn't come back. But what bothered me the most is the waiting period, the process of waiting. For those three days, you guys, that I waited, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I agonized in my mind about going through, reliving the cancer all over again. I laid in bed at night and I said, well, I might as well start to cut my hair again because I'm going to lose it anyway. You know, it's so funny how the enemy, the devil, can play on your brain sometimes. It can make you think something that's not even so. But I pretty much prepared you guys because I was I was in a different world. I was thinking that, oh my God, if my cancer comes back a third time, what am I going to do? Am I going to take the treatments or am I going to say no? And in the back of my mind, I want to say no, but you guys, if I say no, then my chances are not that great. And I prayed and I prayed, you know, and um, I had, what I realized is that my girlfriends said to me and some family members said to me, you're not alone in this, just know that. And I said, well, thank you. I'm so happy that you said this to me because you guys, there are times in your life that you feel so alone. I don't care who you are or what you got or how happy you are, but when you get sick, you feel so unhappy, so alone. You feel like the world is about to come to an end. And there's nothing in the world that people can say to comfort you. Well, one of my girlfriends did tell me, she says, Robin, you're so loved. We love you. 
So don't feel like you're so alone. And you know, I looked at her and I thought to myself, it is a wonderful feeling to have someone look you in your face and say, we love you. Basically, what they're saying to you is that we wish we could take away this pain from you. We wish that you didn't have this sickness. We really wish that you were a happy-go-lucky person like you really are without the worryation of having cancer from time to time in your life. I understood. I recognized the fact that I'm not the best company in the world when I have cancer on my brain. But at the same time, when I got my results back, three days later, you guys, oh my God, I couldn't breathe. I sat there and I waited for my doctor to enter the room. And I'm thinking, okay, Robin, this would be the third time. You've been through it. You can handle this. You you can handle this. Put on your big girl underwear and just be prepared. I tried to convince myself, you guys, but it wasn't working. So my doctor entered the room and he said to me, how have you been feeling? And I said, um, I was too afraid to really even say how I was feeling because I just wanted the results, you guys. I didn't care about everything else. I just wanted you to tell me that I am free right now. And I know I was impatient. I know I was trying to rush the process of him asking me these questions about how I was feeling and am I sleeping at night? Am I eating right? How's my tummy? All that stuff. So I had to calm myself down a little bit because my anxieties, I'm telling you, anxieties can do a number on you. So at the, so anyway, at some point in time, he said to me, he said, I, I just cut right through it. I, I, I said, I said, doctor, I said, you know what? I don't mean no harm. I said, but I need you to tell me what my results are. And he did not get offended, you guys, because he knows me. He knows how I suffer with anxieties, how I really need to know what's going on so I can feel like I have some control I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been sick or have a family member that's been sick, but the anticipation of, of, of hearing bad news, ooh, that can do a number on you. And when you're sick like that, you need to feel like you have some form of control in your life because everything is taken away from you. You can't say, okay, well, yeah, you can say, I don't want that treatment, I don't want this. But again, you want to give yourself a fighting chance with everything in your power to, for the doctors, the hospital, the, the um, oncologists, the hemocologists, all these people are working to help you. And one thing I realized and asking a hundred questions is because I wanted to be aware. I wanted my knowledge, my power, so I can see what they're doing to me, what they're going to do to me and what my chances were. And I mean, I had to really empower myself. I had a doctor once that said to me in my first stage of cancer, the first time I got it, and he said to me, he says, listen, I said, I said, but Dr. Perlin, I don't know anything about cancer. What am I going to do? How am I going to fight this? I was crying in tears. And he said to me, sit down, calm down. 
I mean, it, it was bad enough that he told me if I didn't have this surgery, I, w- I would be dead in four months. I mean, that knocked me down. I, I stood there and I, I couldn't believe it. I had never been told this in my life. You know, how does one deal with this? I sat down and I cried like a baby and I said, oh my God, four months, huh? He said, yes. He was stressing to let me know how serious this was if I had any second thoughts on not getting this surgery. And and, and trust you me, guess what? I had every intention to postpone this surgery, you guys, because I was afraid. I was afraid, actually really afraid. And again, like I've said previously on my podcast, I haven't been afraid of too much in my life. I've always been a firm believer. If you're going to do something to me, then I need to let you, I need to come out and we need to, we need to deal with this right now. If it was a business deal, I need you to tell me what's on the table. I don't care. I need to be upfront and honest and know what's going on. That's going to affect my whole well-being in my life. So after that, you know, he, he schooled me. He gave me some knowledge and some power that I walked away from. And at that particular day, I boohooed so much and I cried and fell on my hands and knees in this hospital. And all I could say is, God, help me. You got to walk me through each step because, God, if you don't, I won't know what to do. So he told me, he says, don't be afraid to ask questions. He says, I don't care what a nurse or a doctor says. You inquire. This is your life we're talking about. And how important is one's life? I understood. I agreed. I didn't know anything. Like I said, I I was coming off of, of, of life, being so high on life, being able to make things happen in my life, be motivated, try to help other people, help myself, and just keep working, making money, living a great life until this knocked me down so bad that I couldn't stand up. So finally, my doctor back in the office and he said to me, he said, Robin, I said, I said, I said, please just tell me what it is. You know, I said, because like I haven't eaten, I haven't sleeping. I haven't done anything. And I'm just on pens and needles right now. So again, he told me to sit down. I sat down and he told me, he says, how are you feeling? I says, I'm feeling okay. You know, I'm not sleeping great at night, but I'm so worried about my results. So he said, your stomach is okay. There's no more tumors. Thank God. I said, oh my God. He said, but there is something that I want to keep an eye on for you. I think it's important. And I said, but is it cancer? I need to know. And he says, we'll just keep an eye on it. But where the three tumors were at, there's no activity of cancer. And oh my God, I sat there. I cried. I said, thank you, Dr. Boulay. Thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate you. I said, um, I love you to death. But guess what? Is there anything else you want to ask me? Do you need to examine me? Because I got to go. And he bust out and he started laughing. <laughs> he said, he said, no. He said, no, I think you're good. We don't need to examine you. And he just said, I just want to make sure you're okay. And I said, thank you so much. And I hugged him. He hugged me back. And I walked out of that office like I have had a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance again in life to survive this dreadful disease, you know, 
Um, I just think sometimes we take too much for granted, you guys. And um, I've always been a happy person all my life, even when I was being abused and mistreated and had a mother that was had mental illness. I was always a happy-go-lucky kid. And I, I continue that in my adulthood, being able to help people to reach out and, hey, listen, if your needs is greater than mine and you need this 50 cents, and then guess what? I look around in my life and see I really don't need it as much, you guys. So you give, you know. But I just wanted to share the good news with you guys. It just made my heart sing. I feel so great. I feel so empowered. There's nothing going to bring me down. I'm not going to deal with people that are negative. If they don't bring something positive into my life, I can't deal with them. I can't handle negativity. I want nothing but positive-minded people that think somewhat like I do or have a good mindset. I mean, nobody thinks alike. Let's face it. But in this life, you want good people, good friends, good relationships with business and everything else that's good in one's life. The negativity, I can't handle. And today in my life, I walk around every day and I pray and I ask God to help me become a better human being, a better person, a better friend, a better mother. But I tell you something, you can't do all those things on your own. You need other people to step in and say, hey, hi, hi, and just love on you and you love on them back. But if you're going to get it, you guys, you want to get it honest. You want somebody to be honest and come with their hearts, not come with the ulterior motive. You know what I'm saying. But anyway, got to go. I just wanted to holler at you guys and let you guys know my results was positive. I can breathe for three more months. But I just want him to be able to say to me, come back in six months like before. Now it's still just three months, three months, three months. But you know what, you guys? I'll take three months at a time and, and, and go back every three months as long as I'm still breathing and I'm still alive, you guys. That's all that matters to me. But anyway, I just want to say thank you so much for listening and loving on my podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and share. You know, I'm still trying to bring those numbers up, you guys. But anyway, I love you and thank you so much. And you guys know what I say. Things happen in everyone's home. Bye.